0: live right now, may notice something different. Tom is not in the room. He's not here live with us. Uh, I am here solo. We have to do this uh, by my damn self this week because Tom put in a request for PTO. I graciously approved it uh, for this is the first anniversary Uh, of his marriage to his wife of four years so go figure out the math on that uh if you know you know um so he is out celebrating doing that they are off on vacation enjoying themselves uh to the fullest to the fullest and we'll get a full recap from tom when he comes back uh but tom did have a message that he wanted to give to all of you um uh, uh before you know before he comes back just as parting words uh, so that you don't feel left out with him gone. You guys should be punched in your dicks or vaginas. I think that's rude. I don't know why he said that, but that's who Tom is. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you guys get on his bad side and I don't know what you did. You know, he probably, probably said something wrong to him. So it is what it is, but I'm sure he'll be in a much better mood when he comes back from vacation and celebrating his lovely marriage, which has done wonders for Tom. Uh, Tom's a, a great uh, a great human being, thanks. In large part, I'm sure, to his marriage uh, to the wonderful person that is his wife. And and thanks to all of you uh, for taking part in our enjoyment of pro wrestling each week when we talk about all elite wrestling. We have a lot to talk about. We have AEW Dynamite that happened just now. just ended about half an hour ago. And uh, we also have AEW Revolution. We got some picks to make. And by I say we, please share with these thoughts, hit us up, give me your picks as we do this tonight, you can join us live on the YouTube chat right now, if you're here, you can join in the chat, give us your picks there, we'll talk about those, or you can hit us up on the threads, we're at all underscore elite underscore wrap up, that's W-R-A-P-U-P, if you're uh, you're just listening to this and can't read uh, the logo or anything like that, I don't know how that would happen in 2024, but hey, it is what it is. We're here to talk about it. Uh, I am broadcasting to you live from Kansas City, which reminds me, this is an opportunity to remind you that we're on the 55th, 56th, seventh week or so of um, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs being the NFL's defending Super Bowl champions. got to get that in there before we go any further. But let's move on and talk about some pro wrestling If you are joining us live, please join in the chat tonight. I am without Tom. Tom is on vacation. I'll remind folks in there, so please join in live in the chat. If not, if you're hearing this live later on the podcast, uh, feel free to retroactively fill your thoughts in on the threads. Or you can send us an email to AERapUp at gmail.com. We'd like to read those on the show. You can send us voice clips. If you just record yourself talking, send us that to AERapUp at gmail.com. If you've got a little video, almost like you can make your TikTok, send us that at AERapUp at gmail.com. We'll put it on the show, perhaps, right? Oh, some of you might send me, but uh, we'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll make a few editorial decisions in that regard. But send it to us. We want to talk to you. We want to hear what you have to say each and every week. Not just this week when Tom is gone, but most importantly, while Tom is gone this week on vacation, uh, talk to us. Make some friends. Make some wrestling friends. But we had AEW Dynamite tonight, and I think it was good. It was a good go home show. I think they hit a few things. Uh, that they needed to hit going into the pay-per-view and some things are still still left to linger a little bit so we'll we'll just start talking about some of those things and see see sort of how it shakes out it kicked right off with the music that we all love to hear hangman adam page's music is one of the things that we love most about about all of the Wrestling, Tom and I at least. Uh, he's just he's so fun. We get a warm feeling in our guts, right? We just we're like, yes, it is time to do some cowboy shit. And we love it. And so the music hits. I'm getting excited. I'm, I'm 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 all preparing myself for a solo show, which is a little more prep work than I than I normally do for the duo show. And I'm like, all right, hangman, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live thread about this. I love the hangman. I'm gonna I'm getting ready, I'm gonna make some notes. And he is on crutches, and I am heartbroken. I'm, I, as I said on threads, I am both at the same time happy to see Hangman and sad that this appears we may be seeing less of Hangman, so I thought. And we get the promo, and he's doing the sad face and the Hangman and, man, the opportunities, and I had it then and I had it now, and, you know, I'll be paraphrasing for some of this. And, you know, the the, oh, shucks, here we go again, and then, swerve hits and to my surprise swerve is not twisting this knife as much as i thought it feels like swerve was about to give a little bit of some respect right a little bit of the like hey while you're hurt i'll let you know you know sucks to be you i feel for you but like tough shit i'm on my game and i'm gonna go win this title and we get another interruption by the key player in this cog the all elite wrestling world champion Samoa motherfucking Joe and he comes out looking suave and just saying yeah, yeah 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 whatever right like hey I get it okay you're hop along over here he's like I don't even know why you're here anymore you're you're negligible it doesn't even matter now and he just kind of says look both of you are just chumps basically here you only exist because I'm here right and like it's basically your glass ceiling if I could paraphrase it and Swerve decides to take over and start you know telling him who he is and this is an impassioned speech from swerve that we get and and i'm liking where it goes because now i'm like all right so it's gonna be swerve versus joe and we're full-on swerve face mode now and we get uh the shocker around the world the attack with the, uh, i believe it was the crutch oh, man memory might be serving me wrong here <laughs> in my old age here um and and the attack and Hangman is just vicious, telling him like you're never getting this. Like you think I'm nuts. Like I'm, I'm doing everything I can to prevent you from getting this. And more on that later when I go in the picks when we're done, kind of going through our breakdown of Dynamite tonight. But uh, I, I think we got, I think we got the full Hangman heel turn here, didn't we? I mean, if if you think otherwise, you're in the chats here. Join in and talk to me. Let me know uh, if you agree or disagree here, but I think that we got the full heel hangman turn, and I'm excited where this goes. I felt like this was Mark Henry retirement-esque, uh, if I can be honest with you. I I did not see this coming. I thought he was legit hurt. He did a great job selling last week. There was debate on on whether that was real or not, and it looks like if that was pre-planned to set this up, Excellent awesome i'm excited to see where this goes and we'll talk more about it when we when we make our picks but i thought this was one of the coolest things to open the show with i really like this a lot and then in our very next segment we get what becomes uh a wonderful chef's kiss theme throughout the night i like when we get uh you know we get i love when wrestling is set up this way if i can explain it best this way the show opens maybe not even opens just the show exists and we have our storylines right we have this main event storyline that just happened we're gonna go into another storyline that we're gonna talk about after that and then another one but kind of on the in-betweens we have a bit of a central theme that is the storyline right and that then culminates at the end i love when we find a way to work this i know it is hard to do that each and every week because you have to force it sometimes so I don't want to make it your constant format, but I love when we can do it this way. And they pulled it off really well this week. We get the Young Bucks. They're talking to Renee Paquette, and they're at, you know, she asked about their meeting with Ric Flair and Nicholas and Matthew, excuse me, Nicholas and Matthew Jackson. Uh, they, with Bats, basically said, we're just looking for Sting because we want to conduct his exit interview, which is great. This This EVP bit that they're doing, I love it. The exit interview on his way out is was a great line, and I even put on the threads, so this is surely to be the most professional exit interview. Uh, love this. If they continue this Young Bucks theme after this pay-per-view, right, this this EVP characters that they're doing, they need to continue to do things like this, right? They need the bats to be doing their counseling, if you will. Um, anybody on the way out, you do the exit interview, um i need them to be implementing uh, a dress code which we'll talk about later I, I love all of this where it's going and so this was a, a blip but we knew more was coming right they're off to find sting as it were and that's where we go throughout the night and i loved it but we come up next on a what is this A triple threat or well six man what do we call these yeah six man tags john moxley brian danielson claudio cast and you only have the blackpool combat club taking on ftr and the uh the man of the hour on the all elite wrap-up at almost all times eddie motherfucking kingston eddie kingston is is a god of this shit around here we are always team eddie kingston but man don't we also love the blackpool combat club so this was set to be interesting and i think they delivered on what we knew this was going to be right this was going to be sweaty, hairy dudes throwing haymakers, right? There wasn't going to be much here. There was going to be a lot of slobber and, and elbows thrown here. And I think we got it. Um, I, I still don't kind of know what this is, though. Like, I get, I need more than just pride of who's the toughest. And I think that's what we get a lot with the Blackpool Combat Club, very particularly. FTR does that a lot too but they also seem to pair it well with something else in the individual storylines right they they can kind of angle away from other than just that but blackpool combat club i get it. it's just it's we're gonna fight why because we're gonna fight what are we fighting for to show that i'm better than you at fighting Be like okay well like i yeah, great. Thanks, man. I feel like we get that a lot and that's kind of, I, I was wanting more during the match and obviously it's not a place they're going to give it to me much there. So, um, you know, Blackpool Com- combat club gets the win here when, uh, I believe it was Danielson got the triangle choke on Kingston, right? He, he set him up after he, you know, said him up and started giving him the kicks to the face and all that and basically just ponked him out. Um, so, uh, you know, does that lead into what happens here on the pay-per-view? What are your thoughts here? I'd like you to to join in on the chat, of course. Send us the threads, uh, the emails. But um, interesting turn of events. The Blackpool Combat Club, I feel, needs something a little more now. We've established you guys are the fight club. That you guys are coming here to fuck shit up and kick teeth out. And we don't care what's going on. And it's a fight because we said it's a fight. Cool. But, like, are we using that as a tool to acquire something or are we just a disruptor? If that's the case, then let's disrupt something. I, j- I just need a little bit more out of them. I like the package. I just want a method, or, or not even a method. I want a mission. Right. That's what I need out of this. We got a video package after this of Chris Jericho's past in CMLL, which we are doing a CMLL thing with with all the wrestling right now, and that's good. I like you know the exposure and getting this sort of cross fandom if you will uh and we are sort of angling back it appears in aw towards the niche wrestling fan right separating ourselves from being more similar to wwe i think they kind of merged in a little bit and now we're merging back out and some of this is i i said they should treat it like they are the grand sort of mecca stage for the independence and, and international wrestling scene that is not affiliated with wwe where at these pay per views we might get that, you know, new Japan star coming over to wrestle a ring of honor guy to take on these CMLL folks. Uh I I love all of that being the sort of, oh, you've seen WWE, well, what about all this other stuff? Like AEW will showcase this for you while we also show you all the cool stuff we do on AEW Dynamite. Um, I don't hate that. And and look, I get Jericho's got a pass, but I think I can't say it enough. I thought we did that with the 30 years of Jericho. I felt like that's where we were going to end the years of Jericho and we didn't. And I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but now I kind of don't care because of that. I get you wanted to highlight this friend of yours kids, a <laughs> uh, kid, and you did that. And we'll, you know, we'll talk about it later, but I just, it felt like this was, and now for the, Chris Jericho has creative control segment of the week. Uh, But more on that later. Uh, We got Will Ospreay arrives, right? We get the the pop. Will Ospreay comes out. He's all smiles. And I'm going to say this. I've never been the big like Will Ospreay dude, always with the caveat of just that I'm not too exposed to him. And it's not my style of wrestling, right? We do appreciate a little bit more of the hard hitting, a little more old school stuff. An old guy. What are you gonna do? Um, don't hate Osprey, but I've also just never been wowed to the point where I've like, I've gotta see this guy on my TV. I will say this tonight, he gave me more charisma and and swagger and, and likable attitude than I've seen on the AEW stuff that they've given me so far. I can see how we could position this guy as as a top dude that people think is cool and want to be like and want to root for. So I can see some I can see some of this. Uh, and we got some of the explanation from from Don Callis about why are we doing this with the Takeshda versus Osprey showdown, the, the Don Callis family exhibition match-a-mania? I don't know. <laughs> he did say, you know, it's like practice, right? Before you go out there and win together as a team, which, okay. But kudos to Will Ospreay and to Keshta for making this moment feel tense. These dudes sold that we don't want to be doing this. I'm, t- like, he thinks this is an exhibition to make everything look cool. I'm, I'm fucking ripping your left testicle off in this match. I don't like you. I think I'm better than you, and I think you think I'm not, and I'm going to show you wrong by holding your desk, go out and showing it to you. So uh, they sold that really well, and, uh, you know, I think we're going to – we'll talk more about it with the picks coming out, but um, there's there's just a little bit of the, the shit talking, right? They do the handshake, and they do the little back and forth of the like, oh, I'm not letting you go. Well, I'm not letting you go. So I, there's tension, and more to follow on the Don Callis family. We go backstage here, uh, and this is a, a, another good segment, right? Eddie Kingston, uh, fresh off of his match, just embarrassed, frankly, beat down, uh, heading into a match uh, to defend a title that he fought hard to win, and on a, on a, you know, off a loss, does not feel good. So he's back there. Renee's about to ask him questions, and Matthew and Nicholas Jackson interrupt. And they, this is fun. This is fun. They're looking for staying right, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And then that reminds Nicholas. He's like, "No, no, I do got a bone to pick with you." And he's like, "You know." And they're like, "Listen." Hold. Matthew tells him, "Straighten this up, right? Like, you got to get this presentation together. You're walking in wearing, you know, I don't know what he said, like hoodies and Timberlands or something like that." Uh, and he's like, "You got to. Maybe we should implement a dress code around here." And that pinged my little my little creative feelers here. And I need this. If they continue this, they being the young bucks, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, continue this, you know, EVP gimmick, trying to implement a dress code backstage here will be great with folks like with Christian and, and kill switch, right? He he's over here wearing, I don't even know what, right? A vest with, with straps on the back And Christian's got a turtleneck with no sleeves. Like, they just got to be all over that. Uh, Just everything, right? Some of these people with crazy get-ups and masks, and they're just all over that. That, I mean, that could run us several weeks of comedy gold. Uh, They threaten to find them, and then they're on their way. Again, right? We see them passing throughout the night, bumping into all the other stories. Not all of them, but some of them. And it's great. It's great. Love it. Uh, But I also... Also want to know what your thoughts are. need you to hit me up, aerapup at gmail.com with your thoughts each and every week. Threads, all underscore elite underscore wrap up. And follow us at alleliterapup.com. Our website, it will ask you if you want to subscribe. You can say no thanks and still go to the website. Everything's free. Uh, You don't have to enter any information. But if you do subscribe, it is completely free. will be free. Like there's no, you know, we're not telling you, you know, sign up now and we'll make you pay later. None of that. Uh, and you'll just get these little notifications, right? Like you'll see, hey, we're going to go live tonight or versus Thursday when we normally, or those sorts of things. Maybe we'll put up some bonus content on those sorts of things, and you'll get it delivered directly to your email. Uh, we don't spam you. It's, you know, you get an email or two a week. And so so sign up for that, or just go there. There's all your links, right? It'll have your threads. It'll have the podcast links. Do all that stuff. Join us there. It's great. Back to this show. AEW International Championship was on the line. Orange Cassidy defending against... Nick Wayne with the patriarchy in tow, Christian Cage, Mother Wayne, Killswitch, all there. And pause. I, I, know, I know what we've said here with Killswitch because, you know, we took away his identity. It wasn't Luchasaurus, so we made him Killswitch because that's Christian Cage bestowing his, his, you know, name upon him in a fatherly way. But we're doing the family thing. It doesn't kind of fit to have this dinosaur mass guy called Killswitch when we have, you know... A Christian Cage, Mother Wayne, and and Nick Wayne, right? These are normal, you know, human names, and but, you know, whatever. We're not going to change it now. So, um, You know, this was decent. Again, not entirely my favorite style here of match, but Orange Cassidy is always amazing with what he can do in his style, and we know he's been delivering nonstop and been the workhorse of AEW for a long time now. And Nick Wayne is this promising upstart who does show a lot of athleticism. And, you know, grew up in this industry uh, in his bloodline, as you were. Uh, And so this was fine. I I didn't hate this again. It just, you know, it is what it is. I didn't expect a whole lot out of this. I expected Orange Cassidy to win this match, and that's, you know, what – what you're going to get. Right. And that's what we got. Um, but we did get a smas right. We got everybody coming in. We had the, the, Taven and Bennett came out to distract Cassidy. We had Rocky Romero in there. Trent Beretta come fighting them off. Daniel Garcia out there, uh, which is what kind of led for that win. So there was, there was the whole cast of characters and that's always fun. Right. Uh, Roderick strong does attack Cassidy after the bell, of course. Um, and you know, uh, the best friends made the save. So, uh, you know, again, you, you can't go wrong. I don't feel like with Orange Cassidy and Best Friends, right? You got to give the people what they want, as they say. But uh, you know, I, my focus, I think, is is I the the promising characters and the work we could get out of that in the stories is I I would put a lot of focus more on this patriarchy, Christian Cage uh, stuff. This is good stuff. This is great stuff. Now we had. After that, well, we went backstage and we got the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, once again reminding us that they are friends and everybody likes them. Back to you, Bob. Was there something else? Did I miss anything else about this? Can somebody tell me, like, is this all we got? Because I felt like that's it. They just came out and they were like, by the way... Once again, we're the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, and we like to finger each other. Wow! Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. I need somebody to tell me what this is. is anybody in the chat? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe nobody's in the chat. But I don't. Yeah. I, the problem with this Bang Bang Scissor Gang is there's nobody for them to go against. There's no other super group like this, and the other groups are kind of tied up. BCC's over here doing stuff. You know, the patriarchy is too small to kind of go against these guys. don't really have a tie to that. I, I feel like this just has to turn back into them fighting, and I don't know that I care about that either. I really think we could do some things with a lot of these individual players in these groups that I just don't think the amalgamation... That's a good word for that of all of them is doing anything for me. Let me know if you think different though. Am I wrong? Am I not seeing the vision of the bang, bang scissor gang? Do I not get it? I mean, I like to scissor who amongst us does not like to scissor. I do it twice a day, every day, three times on Sundays. Um, but I I just don't, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I need somebody to tell me if I'm missing something, hit me up on the chat. What I do see some potential in is what we got next with Chris Statlander taking on Sky Blue. Uh, Not necessarily in the outcome of this. Spoiler alert, Sky Blue wins um, because, you know, uh, Hathaway, I think, inadvertently distracted the referee and hit uh, Hart, got, you know, intervened, right? Hit her with the title, I think. So you find for those characters the Chris Statlander thing. Is what I want to talk about. I think we can do something with her. I I don't hate Stokely Hathaway as as a manager trying to lead her and doing it for his own benefit, unbeknownst to her, or maybe even knownst to her. I think, but I think you know Tom's a proponent of selling the the alien again back to the Boop and the, and the, all the stuff. And I just don't think that's. I mean, if you're if you're a warm up the crowd babyface, then that's fine but I think we sell her as sort of what they were trying to do with the, the alpha to right? You do that with her. Look, we lost Jade Cargill and I know, uh, Chris may not have, may not look like she has CGI painted abs like Jade Cargill did, did, but we don't have that sort of like superhero, you know, or just super athlete presentation from the women's side. So I, Stokely almost as the like, you know, the boxing, you know, quote unquote manager, leading the promising, you know, athlete who can beat the shit out of everybody into high profile matches that they couldn't get into otherwise by hook or by crook, right? Backroom deals. Um, and I think you could get Chris Atlander, you know, sort of leaving her friends in the wake, right? And and Hathaway selling her on like, look, they're just trying to keep you down, they're just trying to use you, right? I'm the one who's getting us somewhere. And it causes the tensions with the Willows and those sorts of things, right? And then maybe Statlander, we start to see that maybe even she kind of gets it. And maybe she's like, no, I think, you know, maybe I think you're right, right? And maybe she's starting to be a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome. I would go this route. And I know there's a whole lot of comedy potential in Stokely Hathaway. I mean, he is the greatest. Big Stoke! <laughs> Love him. But I think he would do excellent in this. If not him, we could get somebody else. But just amazing stuff. Perhaps, that could be something the patriarchy could do. Right? Again, I've talked about whether they could adopt members of the family, because they see potential. Christian could sort of like do the, you know, the aggressive young athlete father that you know forces them into uber athleticism, whether they want to or not. Routine. There's a couple options we could go with that. A couple options we go with that, but Sky Blue wins. Why? I don't know what we're doing with any of that either. Uh, She's mean now. So, uh, the Young Bucks are backstage again, and they're looking for Sting's locker room. And here we get a little, in two ways, we get a little bit of the wall, the veil of, of conceit break a little bit when the, when the Matthew and Nicholas of Jackson are alone together, he's like, Hey, you know, you've seen Sting's video last week. Like this dude's a little nuts. So we should just make sure we're on our toes. We're prepared, that kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah whatever. Nicholas, Nicholas, a little less self-aware at the moment they bust in and there are 75, 22, somewhere in between those two numbers, bats hanging from the ceiling. And, uh, Interesting, right? So they're, you know, kind of freaking out. Where's thing? Where's thing? And that's what we get. And then a the cool visual with there was just a long form mirror, and you see Matthew Jackson kind of staring in that mirror with the kind of realization that he's a little scared. He's a little scared, right? And again, more in the evening later. Uh, but this is what I love about those themes, right? Dot, 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 dot. throughout the night, we see a little more, and we're going to get a little more. Now we move to the, once again, Chris Jericho has creative control segment of the night. Lionheart Chris Jericho taking on Atlantis Jr. And again, this was fine. Atlantis Jr. seems like a very capable athlete. I'm sure he's a rising star where he's from, where he's at, Mexico. I was assuming, is that what they said? And did fine, but I, I just... I. There needs to be more story, and I know they try to tell us that this the story was because this matters to Chris Jericho's life. I don't care, man, about Chris Jericho's life anymore. We've seen it. We've done that enough. I don't I mean to sound crass, like I don't care about Chris Jericho's life, but that was a weird thing to throw in on us, and I know we've been spinning our wheels with Jericho because we didn't have much for him to do, but let's move Jericho to a mentor manager role if he wants to be hanging around right he's moved to the Paul Heyman-esque like I'm taking you to the top because I'm going to benefit from it you're just no longer an active competitor I don't need to see this anymore I'm done with it done with it um and Sting's final AEW Dynamite appearance before his final match and it's not lost on me if you've known Tom and I from back from the early days of the Spanish announce table in in July of 2013 when we started doing this thing together, Sting has never been one of my like top five guys like like a lot of folks think. I've always thought he was you know did great, but I've always just thought I mean he was above average, but I didn't see anything wowing me. You know, these fine. And I've grown so much more appreciation for Sting with this AEW run. The stuff he has done here, the way he's put his body on the line, the way he handled being a star. I know he's won a title here, but other than that, he was never really, we never thought like Sting was going to win the world title at 62 years old or anything like that. He always did everything with a vigor and an appreciation of being able to be there, if that makes sense right you could feel coming through the screen that sting was so happy that he had this chance this opportunity this ability and he was making the most of it and trying to help enhance everything around him while doing it and i couldn't thank sting enough for doing that and it does suck that he's going to be gone it does I think, hurt AEW a little bit. Uh, The legitimacy of Sting. It's another person that the mainstream folks still know who that is. And not being able to sort of roll them out there can't be better for you than when you could. So, how they'll handle this going forward too, you know, I mean, I guess time will tell. I mean, there is no replacing Sting. And, you know, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson came out here first, right? They're, you know, they're messing with some fans, but they find one, it's Darby Allen, and the fight's on, Uh, which is good. This is fine, right? This is good. We kick it off. No need for them to come out and say anything else. They've said it all all night. Uh, Young Bucks get the upper hand. They're attacking him. Uh, They hit the EVP trigger, which I love that term, the EVP trigger. I love that we call it that now. And we get the Ric Flair music. And so now... I'm left here thinking, what are we doing? Is Ric Flair going to come in here and also also give Darby Allen the what-for? Is he going to give him the old Kansas City cunt punt? Or what's going on here? Uh, he grabs a bat, but uh, he attacks the Young Bucks instead. And they're like, well, that was dumb. And they beat him up. And now Sting's music hits, right? Because Sting wasn't going to help Darby, but he'll help Ric Flair. Know what that's about but the music hits and sting comes down from the rafters right we've got to do that he can't walk down the ramp for his last time i don't know why i didn't even think about that i see it happening i'm like oh, of course he goes down to with the bat starbion hits a coffin drop uh you know they do the uh you know they do the death drops and all that stuff and they you know they all stand there and they laugh and wave and all of that and we're gonna get a match sting's final he said, for sure, right? Final! Exclamation point, not not question mark. Final match at AEW Revolution. And what a career. Uh, more to follow, I guess. More, we'll talk about it. But AEW Dynamite, I thought, was decent here. I think there's some things they could have shorted up. They could have done better. I think there's, but I think that's overarching, right? I think there's character work they could do and uh, some other things like that. But I think as far as a go-home show, I know we still have a Rampage and Collision to come. But this was the go-home show as far as your main show. I felt like they did a good job. I think they made me intrigued to want to know what happens here in some of these things. In fact, I think they specifically helped me be a little more intrigued in Osprey T'Keshta, um, Danielson Kingston, and the the even the main event I'm a little more interested in of how they played that out. Um, and the Young Bucks and, and the Sting match. And... Uh, I guess we'll just get into that. Normally we do these picks each week. Tom and I go back and forth and we keep a score and the loser has to wear a shirt of the best pro wrestler of all time. Jeff Jarrett as a punishment. And you know, if you lost uh, the previous pay-per-view, you'll wear that, uh, shirt, the next show. And then when we make these picks for the next one, you'll wear it again and Tom's not here, so he can't make fun of me, thankfully, because I'm wearing the damn shirt. Look at that. Anybody watching live on the YouTube, look at that. Hi, Slap Nuts! He says, this shirt sucks. It's off-centered. It doesn't fit well. It's, the quality is fine. It's a pro wrestling t-shirt. The, the, the material is great. The print like, it's it's the quality of, like, the material of the print and, like, its coloring is fine. But I don't know if Jeff Jarrett sent them an off-centered logo. Because that's off-centered, right? Of where that's at. And that's fine. It, it I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. That's why it's a punishment. It also makes me shiver and, and it burns at the same time. Thanks, Jeff Jarrett. Thanks. So, I'm wearing that but I'm going to make better picks tonight than Tom did. Tom sent me his picks. I've got them over here. We have out of, what we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine picks right now. Nine matches that were on the AW, uh, All Elite wrestling.com uh, and what they announced on Dynamite. So we differed on four of those picks, and he picked one of them to be our tiebreaker because we found out We can tie if we don't have a difference in picks. That's an odd number. And we'll talk about that throughout the night. So that way, you know, if we tie, you know, one of the matches that we're different on will take supreme choice. And whoever got that one right will essentially win then if that were the case. So we're going to break these down. I'm going to go through some of this. If anything changes between now and then, Tom and I may have to hit it on the side or we'll just deal with it. You know, uh, this is a weekly podcast. What are you going to do? We can't be super up to date all the time. We are going to get, instead of the meat madness match, which hurts my soul to say I wanted that so bad. I know we're going to get it someday, but we're getting there. We're going to get a meat division. Tony Khan, I know you're, you're watching slash listening. I know it. I feel it in my bones. I know it. I, I feel it. I, you, you hear me begging for this meat division you're slowly teasing me with it and you're going to give me a Meat Madness match and you're going to take it away? You're going to give it back to me? I hope you're not going to take it away then but we're going to get it we're going to get it and so for now for now Meat Madness takes a backseat to this all star eight man scramble match and it includes Chris Jericho Powerhouse Hobbs Lance Archer, the Murder Hawk, Wardlow hook brian cage and the winner of a rampage match between cmll's magnus or matt Sydal, and the final competitor will be the winner of a collision match between penta el zero miero dante martin and the bounty hunter brian keith so now Scramble. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know what their rules are in AEW. If they have, if we've seen one of these before, if this is like a first one to pin or if this is a time like the championship scramble was like time limit and whoever kind of had like the latest pinfall wins. Um, I don't know what this is. If this is elimination. I don't know what it is. But Tom predicts that powerhouse Hobbs is going to win this match. And Tom. Is wrong. Wow. Yeah, he's wrong, because Wardlow's in this match, and they are on a Wardlow hard on right now. They love them some Wardlow. They want him up there, mad and screaming, and he's gonna win this. And he's gonna say, I'm "Wardlow!" And Wardlow is gonna win this. It's Wardlow all the way. Put your money on it. If you win, you owe me some of it. If you lose, you shouldn't have listened to me. I, I'm a podcast host. I'm in my basement. We got the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley and Claudio taking on Ftr. And I Tom and I both think Blackpool Combat Club are winning this. I just yes, FTR can go. Yes, they're on the level of that same sort of we fight to fight and we love to do this as BCC, but I just don't know. I kind of don't know if FTR is around for the long haul right now either, but I know BCC appears to be, and I think they're in long-term plans to maintain the level that they're at. So I think they'll get a win, a tough win where people are bloodied and we're going to say, man, and then they're going to set it up for someday. We're going to go... FTRBCC2 or whatever you know and a couple more pay-per-views. So I think we get BCC winning this and so does Tom. But what again do you think if you're watching us live on the YouTube, you can jump in on the chat or you can send us some pics. Uh the email is aerapup@gmail.com or threads. We love to respond. We're also on the TikTok. Uh we're on there. You can check us out. Like again, go to com. find all kinds of cool links up there. Let's talk about the TNT championship is on the line. My dog, Daniel Garcia, is going to dance down that ramp. I'm going to love doing it with him. He is not going to dance out of there with the title. He might dance out of there, but Christian Cage is winning this. We're going to get all sorts of interference We may get some appearance from Daddy Magic Matt Menard somehow, but I I just don't see Daniel Garcia getting over and winning a title off of Christian at this moment while we're still running with the patriarchy thing that is in full steam. I just don't know that we're quite there yet. Daniel Garcia is good, but he is good, but I don't see, like, champion Daniel Garcia that people are chasing and him holding promo off battles. It's much better in this sort of, like, I'm the rising stud and you're not giving me the spot I deserve kind of attitude right the chip on his shoulder which if we give him you know the spot then the chip goes away so I don't know that that would work as much but um so I think Christian Cage wins so does Tom because you know he's not always wrong He's not always wrong sometimes sometimes wrong what do you think who's winning Christian Cage Daniel Garcia all right, next up, we've got the Don Callis Family Exhibition Extravaganza. Will Osprey finally, all elite, taking on Konosuke Takeshita. And uh, I'm intrigued now. I'm intrigued. And here's where Tom and I differ. Tom is going with Osprey, and that's an easy pick. It's Osprey. It's his first thing. He does look like. I've got command of the crowd here. Everybody loves me. Let's start him off hot. But I think because of that, I think this is why Takeshita wins. I think we are going to heal out. I think Osprey's not really going to be in the Don Callis family after this event because he's going to get beat out of it, right? He's going to feud a little bit with the Don Callis family and sort of, you know, easily eclipse them and put them at bay and show that he's top tier while they're still not quite there um, to come in the next following weeks or months. But... I think Takeshita wins through shenanigans through the Don Callis, meandering. and then maybe we get a, a beatdown post-match uh, of Osprey by the family, if you will. That's what I think is going to happen. But Tom thinks Osprey wins, uh, which is viable. Osprey could win, and we could still set that up, right? Takeshita's just jealous now, and we talk about it next week. And Don Callis is bragging, and we see Takeshita back here with the sour face. You know, like it should have been me, right? Uh, especially if there were some shenanigans that maybe got in the way, right? Maybe Don Callis might have accidentally kind of showed favoritism. Maybe Takesha's like, fuck that. Um, but but I don't think that's it. I think Tom's wrong. I think Takesha wins this weekend. All right. This one might hurt my soul. Continental Crown Championship is on the line. Tom and I differ on this one again. We get Brian Danielson, we get Eddie Kingston. Uh, I know traditional wisdom tells us, you know, Brian Danielson got, I mean, smoke showed Eddie Kingston at the end of this, right? Boots to his face, wrapped him up, dead bodied him into a submission move, uh, just, just to flex on him while he had him in it. That tells you, you lose at the pay-per-view, but I don't know. Tom says Eddie wins. Eddie's still the champ. I know we're on this, like Eddie Kingston wins everything. Um... But, man, I kind of feel like we're on a BCC rules the world tear right now. And I think we might get a short run of Danielson with the Continental Crown Championship. I think Eddie Kingston takes it beyond a mini feud with him, right? But I think we might get that so that Danielson has something to do on the side for a little bit with Kingston on some of the side shows and maybe Kingston at the next pay-per-view gets this back or even on a dynamite or something. So I'm going to go one, so we can be a little different. And two, I think we get, we need a shocking moment once in a while. I think Danielson might pull off the, uh, Eddie Kingston. And now we get the, what, but we thought Eddie was the guy. Now what? Let's see what happens there. But what do you think? Once again, join in the chat, hit me up on threads. All the wrap up. AEW International Championship is on the line when Roderick Strong vies for the belt against champion multi-time AEW International Champion Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. And this one's intriguing. Tom and I, I think both might have went against conventional wisdom here, and I think Roderick Strong's pulling this down. I think it's time. I Again, paired with me thinking Wardlow wins the scramble match, I think Roderick Strong wins this, and now we get a little bit of the disputed kingdom having a little more backing than what they've had. They've been spinning their wheels with nothing to do, right? So now if Wardlow's winning a scramble, Roderick Strong's got a title, I think they got a little more meat to their bones. And I think we've seen Orange Cassidy with the Ali, uh International Championship so much. I mean, he does it so well, but there's just nothing more to tell. And I think this would help the undisputed kingdom way more than it's doing anything for orange Cassidy anymore uh other than it gives us an easy way to feature orange Cassidy in prominent matches I will give it that there's an easy way when he's got a title makes it way easier to have a guy who seemingly is supposed to not care about things be in a high profile match so there is that but uh I think it's time I think it's time so does Tom we both say Roddy Strong what do you think let me know The AEW Women's World Championship is on the line when Deonna Purrazzo tries to take the title from timeless Tony Storm and she will fail. She will fail miserably. Uh, so says Tom, so says I because, I, look, man, Deonna Perrazzo seems fine. I think she's good. Everybody says she's good. I agree. She's fine. She's good. She is not to the level of like walking in the door, I'm taking that title off of you. We may see that when Mercedes Monet shows up on AEW television, right? That's the person who has uh, the reputation behind them to do that. And I just don't think it's the honor prazo here at this moment. So I think Tony storm wins because the character is too good to not right now. I, I don't want her to continue. Like I said earlier, where Eddie Kingston loses to Danielson, then he has to kind of fight back to get it back. I don't want that here with Tony Storm. Tony Storm needs to dispel Deanna Praza and on to the next. Tony Storm wins. I say that. Tom says that. Uh, I'm going to jump one more and then get back to the main event. We have sort of what will probably be the main event of the show is the Tornado Tag Match between Sting, and Darby Allin, and Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. And we both, Tom and I both, pick the Young Bucks, the Jackson Brothers to win this because I think I just don't get the feeling sting is going to do anything other than take the stance that, that wrestlers go out on their backs, right? That you look up at the lights that you give somebody the rub. Is that happening? Do the, are the young bucks, they don't need a rub. I wouldn't even call this a rub if they were to win. So that leads me to believe Darby does something here. It either, it either is Darby lets Sting down, causes him to lose, and we get Darby's head is now messed up, a la sad anxiety hangman. Um, And we get Darby's, you know, sad and pouty and, you know, whatever that means later. Or we get Darby purposely beats up Sting. Remember I said uh, Darby was getting his ass beat by the Bucks. And we didn't hear Sting music. We heard Ric Flair music. And Ric Flair, who is alive, tried to help in a fight. And then, when he starts getting beat up because he's alive, then Sting comes down to make the save. So maybe Darby's like, What is that? I'll show you. Mm. Titty twister. You lose. Uh, so that could happen. Or he, I, I like the idea of he lets him down. He's not quite there or, or he takes the pinfall or something, right? Like, or he did something stupid that knocked out Sting, or something and they lose. Um, and now the young bucks are the tag team champions and they're the EVPs and they're running things. They're on power trips and they are bullying and harassing Darby Allen every chance they get you dork. You nerd, look at us. Look at us. You're going to paint some teardrops on the other side of your face? You nerd. Like, God, look at these titles we got. You, your dad had to retire because of us. Dork. Like, I could get behind that. I would. I think that's the better route to go, if I'm being honest. Uh, that's the way I would go. But either way, I think Young Bucks win this somehow. And, of course, it will be by hook or by crook. But, yeah, the key question here, and the very intriguing question is, is how does Sting's final match? end does sting take a pinfall or tap out to somebody or not answer a 10 count or something or does or does somebody else lose or does sting win it or does sting win it and he's just like thanks i'm retired titles are vacant i <clears throat> hope not that sounds boring but we'll see we'll see all right main event and tom and i differ on this one and it's tom's chosen tiebreaker <clears throat> So again, to recap, we picked four matches differently. So it's possible we could have an even score at the end here. And if that happens, this match that we picked different on will be the identified tiebreaker. So essentially worth two points for Tom, if you will, in that tie situation. Uh, Well, two points for whoever picks it right. The World Championship. The All Elite Wrestling World Championship is on the line. Hangman Adam Page. AEW World Champion, Samoa Joe, and Swerve Strickland. And what a colossal situation we had to start this show to get us here tonight. And I love it. And now, Hangman, I can really get behind this vile, evil, vindictive, mustache-endowed Hangman Adam Page. And, and he is just out for vengeance. And here's how this is going to go down. Tom says... Swerve wins this because it is whose house? Swerve's house. And it is Swerve's time. And everybody is behind Swerve and is lightning in a bottle right now. And we want Swerve, Swerve, Swerve. But I think everybody thinks we got the Hangman final heel turn. But I don't think we did. I think Swerve is going to win this some way until... Hangman does something that makes us question that we ever treated this guy like the Messiah that we've made him do, uh, made him you know out to be. Uh, Might take him down a notch, honestly. Maybe I don't want him to do this. He does that to swerve. He could win the match, but he opts not to, and Samoa Joe wins. You know what I mean? And it's just that Hangman was like, "You will not." win it. I told you, you won't. And now, you know what I mean? We run it back again for the, you know, I, I don't know. We might not go that route, but I think, I think Joe wins this because of the feud between them still. I think we still get a little bit more of Joe with the title. Tom doesn't think that he thinks Swerve is winning this. That's our tiebreaker match between us. And that's intriguing. I I'm really interested to see where we go, uh, with Swerve. It really, he is on fire right now. I I, I see advocating, uh, like I'm sure Tom is, that, man, we have missed sometimes lightning in a bottle. And if you don't hit it, sometimes you lose it. You think you might be able to get even more, but maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. So maybe Swerve's got to win this, and maybe that just enrages Hangman because he tried. Maybe Tom's got the scoop. Maybe he tries to do what I said. Maybe because... He thought he, you know what I mean? He was going to take, uh, look at that. Look at that. Tom saying in the, in the, in the chat, Swerve is going to be champ. Easy pick pal. No, wrong. Maybe because Hangman tries desperately to do something to keep Swerve from doing it. He screws up and it helps Swerve win Smojo or beat Smojo. And now Hangman is out of his damn mind. That would be intriguing. That would be good stuff. I think, though, I think Joe stands tall because of the feud between them. I think we're going to continue some of that. Maybe not immediately, but I think that's how it's going to go down. What an intriguing card, though. Man, Sting's final match. Again, I don't know that it can be said enough where what he's done for the wrestling industry, how long he's done it, what he's meant to so many folks. He He is on or near everybody's mount rushmore. He's unilaterally treated as one of the most respected and liked folks in the industry and it is going to be as i said weird to see AW navigate this. Sting being gone in no way is better for you than having Sting. So even at 60 whatever years old and he had to retire Sting like it helped you legitimately in the eyes of people Seeing you on TV to have Sting on that programming. And you're not going to know. And that sucks. I don't know what that means for, you know what I mean? Uh, how AEW presents themselves, well, like what they do next to try to beef that up a little bit, right? The sort of like, hey, you know this person without, Sting did that so magically, right? Where you could say, you know this person, Sting. And he wasn't like, Sting's the world champion at 65 years old, right? He's like Ken Shamrock over here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Ken Chamber probably actually could legitimately be a world champion but I think this was fun I think I'm done now I think I've had enough I'm gonna end this show so that I can get this thing off of me and get it wrapped up neatly without washing it over to Tom maybe I'll sit on it on the way over there on the car ride uh, so that he can wear it next when he inevitably loses these picks Tom is watching me instead of having fun on his vacation right now i'm sure his wife appreciates that a lot um make sure i send her a message uh about that i'm gonna send her and be like do you know tom is watching uh the show instead so, like he could have just been on here right now instead of instead of doing whatever he's doing with you i knew him first <laughs> all right We are going to leave it at that. Hit us up uh, in the Gmail, @gmail gmail.com on the threads. Tell us your picks. uh, And tune in next week as we review how well I did. And you can see how great Tom looks in this shirt next week on the All Elite (laughs) Wrap-Up.